Welcome to the Alchemy of Transformation podcast. I'm Anouk, a transformational coach, multidisciplinary artist, speaker, and teacher. And I'm Elijah, a multidimensional coach, a transformational artist, speaker, and teacher. We are two source workers deeply connected with our cosmic origins. We are all about incarnating our higher purpose into our lives and helping others do the same. In our discussions, we will share our favorite pieces of wisdom and tools that we personally use to stay aligned and get the best out of ourselves. We hope that you are as excited as we are to deeply explore the mysteries of the multiverse. Are you ready? Let's dive. Hi, Anouk. Hi, Elijah. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. It's summertime. Days are quite hot, but I like warmth. Um, it allows my body to relax deeply, and I'm so grateful for the show that nature is offering me with all the flowers blooming and all this abundance being created more and more every day. It's just very soul nourishing. Mm. What about you? Well, I'm inspired by what you're saying. Mm. Yeah, nature is is uh, is uh, really beautiful here too, and it's such a nice way to to connect with uh, our bigger body of the earth and our soul mm. and our interconnectedness. Mm -hmm. And you know, uh, in the, we're in Canada, so <laughs> summer is is short-ish compared to some other places in the world. So it's really really nice to enjoy being sleeveless. <laughs> mm -hmm. totally even naked <laughs> exactly and I love doing like my morning practice under the sun you know mm -hmm. if I do my breathing or whatever I'm doing I find that just being in the sun is a practice in itself that's really healthy mm -hmm. for all processes so many processes exactly so, sun yeah. is chi yeah it's energy yeah. soul mm -hmm. power great mm -hmm. <laughs> So, so I'm so excited. Yeah. Today we're talking about creating space for the feminine processes or for the feminine energy in our lives. Mm, yeah. Me yum. <laughs> we like the feminine energy, but what is the feminine energy? Hmm, what do we mean by it? What are we going to be talking about? What's our conversation about more specifically? Mm -hmm. um, you share we can, oh, yeah, we can definitely start by um, distinguishing what are the feminine and masculine energies. We already talked about it a little bit in our first conversation when we presented ourselves but it's always interesting to go back to our foundations and then yeah uh, talking about a little bit more about the origins of um, the repression of the feminine and now in that era of coming back to the divine feminine opening the conversation about how we do it how do we create that space mm -hmm. does it make sense mm -hmm. yeah yeah so so what is the divine feminine mm -hmm. um so we could first um acknowledge that there is two foundational cosmic energies that are the divine feminine and the divine masculine and that's by essence they are both essential to creation they are both essential to the expression of life and they each of them has like specific properties or energy, as I said. Um, and then um, they're expressed in any form of life, but in our 
human experience, we came to, um, in this specific time, give way more space to the masculine and less to the feminine, but we'll come to it eventually. Uh-huh. So let's start from the beginning and what is the feminine and the masculine? Mm-hmm. Um, so what would you say? <laughs> nice. Um, well, yeah, I'd love to say that the original source is one force one expression, oneness, one consciousness. And as it explores creation, we're in a world where we can experience a certain duality. And so we filter this force through this this duality, this this one and this other ex- ways of for life for for life and death to express itself. So the feminine, according to Taoism and Hinduism and all sorts of Asian, uh, more Asian um, uh, religion, um, uh, not sorry, not religion, but dogmas and, and uh, uh, existential understandings. Um, the feminine is more the life giver and the life taker. It's the the world within. It's the matrix of the, the dark matrix from upon which life births itself and comes back to. Um, it's inner world, it's connection, it's intuition, it's emotion, it's receptivity, um, it's mystery, it's cycles, where as the masculine is more of an expression that expands into the outer, that goes into action, that goes into protection, that goes into persevering the thing. So it's seeking out opportunities to keep growing, to keep creating, and to protect what it has. And and it's more of a mental energy, it's more of a sharp, solar, expansive energy, as opposed to a darker, going within, lunar energy. So that's, mm-hmm. what would you add to what I said? Mm-hmm. I totally agree with everything you've just said. I would add that they work in team, right? They are like, they each are a face of the same coin, of the same unity, unity energy. So as the feminine is, um, like more concentrated in the inside in the darkness i like to call it call it the fertile darkness so it's the part of us that is connected to our soul that is connected with like the infinite creator with god um and it's where all form of life starts starts to take form as ideas i embryos and it's it's this safe and warm container where it's a womb exactly exactly and the 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 job of the masculine is first to offer protection so so life can safely take form in those early stages and then at a more um like metaphorical level if we talk of project or ideas is also from this inner connection take action into the world so if I slowly go into our transition of the unbalanced masculine and feminine in our actual world, we're pretty much focused on action and productivity, but disconnected from the feminine. So we're kind of um, operating from an ego-based consciousness where we want to prove our worth from action and what we produce, but without this deep connection with um with our purpose with this inner subtle guidance and it's it's where the masculine should take roots mm-hmm. yeah i i keep seeing um, the image of a seed that uh, in under in, in the soil under the surface when it's ready 
starts growing a little bit and a little bit and gets energy from the soil and all the little entities there to the point of oh, reaching the level of the crust and then expanding and reaching out towards the sun. And there's this part underneath the soil that's growing and it's made of all these little entities, you know, it's exchanging nutrients with all these little entities. It's connected to the big mattress, matrix of the soil of the earth. While there's this part that's above the soil that's reaching towards the sun. Its own focus is the one force, the sun. And um, I just kept having this image of this inner aspect and this outer aspect. And mm -hmm. um, if we are just reaching for productivity to try and create fruits, create fruits, much create fruits. But if there's no energy in the roots, there's no strength. There's no hold. There's no stability. There's no, no foundation. No foundation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and, and and so we need to keep that balance between between the two. Mm -hmm. yeah, that's the image I, I kept having. Definitely. So now that we've like um, gave um, a definition of the feminine and the masculine shirts, but it's powerful, I think. Um, what? What brought our world to to create this this balance between them? Mm. So so you you're referring to the fact that now it occurs like we've been in a very masculine dominant uh, energy for a few centuries, millennials perhaps, um, mm -hmm. and we're really seeing right now that we're like production, 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 everything about the outer world. And and um, what brought us there? I think that's an excellent question that has so many um, explanations possible, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and also, um, I've heard you before mention that it hasn't always been that way, right? Like, mm -hmm. like we haven't always, this isn't like all of earth forever and all of the universe, masculine energy has dominated feminine energy. Mm -hmm. There are times where it's the opposite, right? Like, you... mm -hmm. yeah. Um, so in some mystical teachings that I'm receiving, um, I've heard that there was a moment on earth when uh, females were dominating and, and that this like disempowerment is the word like this um, this power taken from men at that time created a form of like deep anger and that at some at some point of history there was like this flipping um, like like this I don't find the word, but this, this like changed in uh -huh. the kind of dynamics. Of polarities. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. Uh -huh. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and our recorded history, um, doesn't mention that, um, is it because there's bias because it's so far away that there's no records, but, I mean, as as nature always is is always um, like seeking balance. Uh, it's it would be logical that if there was something unbalanced on a side, then at some point there is like this this movement of going towards the other polarity so eventually we can come back to the center mm -hmm. this constant movement of pendulum mm -hmm. that just goes back and forth right, looking for its this equilibrium and 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 so it, it's continuously right now i'm thinking you know so there's a lot of talk right now that there's a new balance coming you know it's become so evident that the masculine is you know um overpowering the planet in a way that is not self-sustainable and we need to reconnect we need to recome back to a sense of unity and you know heal our soils heal our hearts heal our systems reconnect and bring more nurturing and caring and feminine by going inside and really reconnecting to our connectedness um but so can like um we're going to talk about how to bring more feminine processes into our life because we are coming from 
a very male, masculine dominant background history. But the goal isn't to um, get rid of the masculine or to diminish the masculine. It's just to bring things back in balance within ourselves so that within our processes, there are processes that are feminine and processes that are masculine. Um, but to do that, we need to to look at what's been done, look at what we're made of, look at what our ancestors have done that still lives within us and, and heal, heal the feminine and heal the masculine and to bring a balance so that they're working together mm -hmm. and healing what needs to be healed and, you know, taking responsibility for what's been done and in both in ourselves and, and how we do that, right? How do we create that inner balance for ourselves without like I said, diminishing or degrading the masculine and, and, and glorifying the feminine, like really mm -hmm. you know, keeping it connected and balanced. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think that first thing first, we have to acknowledge that it is scary to go there. Why? Because the feminine is related to darkness and we don't know what's hidden in darkness. The mystery. Yeah, so it's scary. And as it's been repressed um, for centuries, we kind of carry this shadow from our ancestors, generation to generation. And, and there's a lot of, of stuff in that darkness. There's a lot of beautiful, wonderful stuff that we can access if we... Uh, have the courage to go there but first there's kind of a cleanse that need to be uh, done uh, so so yeah first thing first courage uh, to to be able to see and feel what's there because the feminine's related to emotions to feeling and as we didn't allow ourselves to feel for so long we're kind of a pressure cooker hmm. with a lot of steam that we keep in <laughs> and I know that in my own healing process, I just felt like I was about to explode and it was the case and I needed like benevolent people to hold space for me and allow myself to explode because there was so much grief and anger and fear and shame and this is not nice to feel those things and whenever you're out of control because you allow that wave of energy to go through you and get out of you man <laughs> it's huge yeah, it is totally huge. And um, like you said, to to have witnesses that are benevolent versus doing it on our own, like to create that container of support that mm -hmm. is deeply feminine. That is a feminine process, right? Creating a container, an intentional container for something to be birthed or to be deathed, to, to, to be transformed. And, and um, sometimes we can do it for ourselves. Sometimes we're strong enough or the process is, is the right size. Sometimes some processes are so big. The wave of emotion is so big. We need the bigger container and the benevolent eye, the benevolent heart, the benevolent soul that witnesses, that connects. Wow, the, you were connected to the universe through another being. The universe got in touch with your pain, not just through you, but through the senses of someone else. And you've reconnected to, to, to that deep matrix, that deep womb where we are nourished. That's beautiful. Sorry, I just love that image of what that you shared, that you had the opportunity to have benevolent, benevolent people to support you. And, and some processes actually really need that. And I think that... A lot of brave souls have incarnated on the planet right now to be midwives of this huge transformation that mm -hmm. our bodies, our work, our processes are the spaces, the wombs. Mm -hmm. Each of our wombs is a bit of the womb of humanity for this transformation to happen. I, I, I just find that, woo, just, I just thought of this image of all of these brave beings who have embodied right now because they are 
masters who have incarnated to bring this to the earth and to all human souls and um, to support that process because it is in our genes, it is in our bodies, it is in our emotional bodies, it is in our ancestors, dreams and fears and doubts. We have lineages of people on earth who are in male dominant, fear of the feminine, fear of emotion, fear of being honest, like so much lying, so much shame for the last centuries, everything happening in secret and darkness and, you know, can't let the, the others know what's really going on. And, and I think becoming more feminine, bringing less masculine is allowing the real authenticness come to the surface and be brought to light and, and acceptance. Like, why judge the other? I am of the same. <laughs> I, I, we all bear the same emotional palette, the same programming palettes that we all have to deal with and, and to, to stop having to hide from it. I think that's a feminine process. And, and so... Uh, one thing I really want to make sure we talk about in this conversation, and, and feel free to pause me if you want to say something about what I just said, but uh, how do we do that? How mm -hmm. do I take responsibility in my life? How do I ease myself? How do I play with bringing more feminine processes in my life? Mm -hmm. I think we've already brought important elements, which is finding a bigger container. And then you also said sometimes we are able to hold space for ourselves, but in the the way it came for me was that as it was pretty much unconscious processes, I needed that big that bigger container, and then as I was bringing more and more light in that darkness, more awareness, more consciousness. It was also a process of like reviving, like bringing back to life or integrating the mother archetype. So relearn how to be my own mother so I could be that container for myself. But I first needed to be witnessed by someone. And as I was experiencing that energy outside of myself, it, it was an opportunity to integrate it and internalize it and, and bring that unconditional, loving, accepting energy towards my own vulnerability, my own complex, deep, intense emotional processes and allow it to be as you as you've just said it's we we all go through our own darkness through difficult painful emotions and it's so important to allow ourselves to feel mhm mm yeah yeah so important hmm um I find it important to really give myself permission to feel, to have time to feel, because I think that's part of the reprogramming that we all are going through is our sense of value. We've been shown pretty early on that we need to produce results to have um good grades, a uh, good salary, uh, perhaps even love from our parents, blah, 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 blah. But so we don't have time. We haven't been given, shown, shown how to create time to, to, to be with ourselves. Like if I'm not producing, um, taking time to be with me and to take this time and the space to feel what's going on, um, we need to re-educate ourselves about giving ourselves permission for that. Mm -hmm. And, and um, like that's for me, the almost number one first thing is observe yourself in, are you allowing yourself? Are you judging yourself? Are you hiding yourself from yourself or from an emotional experience, from an intuitive sense, from an instinctual sense? Are you, are you just so caught up in the go, 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 go that the little twitch of your body, the little oop, memory that popped up, you're not really 
in touch with that message that your body, soul, uh, feminine side is communicating with you. Because one of the things with the feminine is that uh, if we compare it to soul, it's very similar. To, it, it communicates abstractly. It communicates in feelings. It communicates in images. It communicates in all sorts of ways that are more um, symbolic than linear and clear. And so um, some of us are really intuitive and we've learned to really oh, get the flash and get the information. And it's really, really evident that I'm experiencing what I'm experiencing because of this and then the other. But, but for, for sometimes, some experiences or for some of us, we need to breathe into it. We need to deepen into it. We need to tap into the information that's there and be curious. And, and, and so we need space. We need spaces mm -hmm. and time to, to, to allow that to happen. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. I like to add that it's kind of trying to listen and talk at the same time. Right. In those two polarities, the, the feminine is the listening part and the masculine is, is the expressing part. So whenever I'm in action, I can't pay attention to what's going on deeply within myself. Mm. So take the time to pause either for a couple of minutes or a couple of hours or a couple of days or weeks, depending on where you're at in your processes and what feels right for you. But take the time to stop and listen and feel is definitely very important. And we like so learn that our value is related to what we produce and do that whenever we stop and we're like doing nothing and are still, we kind of feel purposeless and unworthy because we should be doing something. So yeah. there's, there's a big, um, teaching or learning that we can receive in that still place where we have unconditional value yeah unconditional value that's nice mm -hmm. to be able to sit in that you know mm -hmm. perhaps our only purpose is to be we can choose to be through action but we can choose to be through introspection you know inner action because sometimes I spend a lot of time being I would look like maybe I'm meditating but I'm actually very active internally I'm asking questions I'm sensing things I'm releasing energies I'm feeling emotion I'm being inquisitive and curious and uh, feeling things that lead me to another thing and then that I open to my guide like there's actually a lot going on so like for me yeah there's like that's that sub subtility subtlety <laughs> um am i being innerly masculine what do you think when i do that when i'm in that inner inquisitive state to me that's being deeply feminine mm -hmm. um it, it could be a masculine energy if you're like on a quest and forcing things but if if your inner world is just active and you're following the flow of the currents within you, it's, it's just allowing what is to be. I just got it. It's like, it's, it's what it is. The only action I'm doing is trying to open and mm -hmm. receive. Right. And, and then the guidance as I'm opening and receiving, I'm seeing where I'm a little stuck. And so then I get curious at how I can open a little bit more there. And sometimes opening means feeling, means releasing, means crying, means chanting, means drawing, means breathing, means all sorts of things, right? But yeah, the, 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 it, it, so it's like how to be more feminine, just being more open. How can I be a bit more open? How can I be more open and receive a little bit more? Yeah, but your reflection is interesting because we can get masculine in our healing processes and transformation processes. And I know that for myself, it's very important to have a reminder because as an Aries, I sometimes I want to like get things done, even like the transformation process. But we we have to allow the processes to unfold by themselves. Exactly. So sometimes we just have like 
like powerful energy currents that want to go through and it is the feminine the feminine is powerful it doesn't need to be soft even if it can be quite soft by moments and it's one of its qualities but it can be powerful and big waves of energy that go through Mm-hmm. So, so it's very, it's pretty much about like just being able to be honest with ourselves and am I rushing the process right now or the process is just intense and that's fine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I love what you said, like, am I being on a quest? <laughs> that's, mm-hmm. that's, you know, that's a good indicator. Um, I'm Gemini, so I have a lot of mental energy and I can be a mental quest of wanting to know more, but I'm also... I know more through feeling and experiencing through my body and my soul. And so it's, it's a very interesting back and forth. Um, and I wanted to say that, like, sometimes, like you said, the feminine can be really soft. And sometimes it can be so strong and powerful. And, and this wave can, you know, feminine is life-giving and it's life-taking. And sometimes mm-hmm. the waves are so big because what is just doesn't make any sense anymore and it's time for a change a boundary has been crossed or trespassed either from someone or from yourself and self-respect needs to show up self-love needs to show up in an action that might destroy something a a, a relationship or Mm -hmm. anything you know a behavior um and and that force can be so scary because we are not taught to welcome it we see distraction and we go, Ooh, and everybody goes, ah, and, and then, uh, perhaps then there's judgment, maybe there's even clinical judgment, who knows, um, and medication and, or whatever. Um, but these forces, we're just not taught how to recognize them, welcome them, transform them, alchemize them into because if that deep, dark force is saying no more, if we take the time to be with it, if we take the time to be in a safe container where we pr- can process it, we can express it, we can beat the crap of a pataka, we can we can say all the bad words we want uh, in a safe, honest, like, not at the person, but in, like, you know, just release and process that force, then we bring more light to it. We bring knowledge. Oh, that's the need underneath. That's why I'm so angry. It's because... Ah, oh, this is that wound. I have this bobo, this this place that hurts. And if I give myself the right space to be in my anger, I can touch the vulnerability behind it and mm-hmm. and and be caring for it and be more luminous and loving and and regain possession of my power and regain possession of my responsibility and my capacity to take care of me. I leaped a power somewhere, you know, mm-hmm. or was taken a power and let that happen. And, or I believed that, that that happened and there needs to be a process that re connects me to my strength. And sometimes that means going through a more darker feminine or it mm-hmm. appears to be more a darker feminine and it can be scary and destructive but sometimes very necessary and when we see that happen like to be patient with ourselves like allow ourselves this space in the time the safe spaces for it to happen for real rather than burn relationships or or situations in our life <laughs> when mm-hmm. that could have been avoided you know um like um yeah give our giving our if we don't give ourselves the permission if oh i shouldn't be feeling this way shove it shove it shove it shove it down shove it down well then we never have the space to really process it and own our own own what's truly going on and truly make damages instead of turning it into like one of the most powerful experiences of your life and of growth and transformation Hmm. yeah it's it's leads me to two ideas first one is kind of the this dark feminine you talked about is kind of the dark side of the mother like the create the create creatrix that is witnessing a threat for its creation and and that want to protect it my baby hurts and my baby shouldn't hurt and and I, I I feel this deep need to protect, so to um, to push against what is threatening, and to fight the threats. 
and which is pretty much related with also the notion of cycle that is inherent to the feminine. So in our modern or contemporary society, we're kind of very scared of death and hiding death and wanting to like push it the more we can. But when we observe nature, everything works in cycles so there is like uh like the seasons there is the birth with the spring and then the growing phase with the summer and then when we get to fall the the light goes down and as like so so we do right of like allowing herself to go within and explore on darkness but first we made a fruit and there was harvest yeah <laughs> so we totally produce. but mm-hmm. yeah yeah fun. that's important because it's it's the guarantee that life's gonna keep uh keep going uh, cr- yeah and yeah like follow that cycle uh-huh. So, and each year when we get to winter, um, it's like a little death. Uh, but it's not. It it doesn't have to be painful or or scary because it's it's also it's a transition. It's a pause. It's a time for stillness for like to go slow. And each spring, we're kind of reborn, and and so do life. So does life. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. And and you talked about cycles, and and I often come back to to our cycles of healing and our cycles of ascension and dissension. It's always a bit of a of a spiral, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, we go through a cycle, and then we're like, oh, I'm done with that, <laughs> and then you know whatever amount of times later weeks years whatever we go through another that really looks like it i thought i was done with that dang that's because mm-hmm. it's not a circle it's a spiral we will get back to it yeah um, yeah every like every expansion is followed by a contraction so every movement like outward is going to be followed by a movement inwards and we're kind of in that like dynamic of like yeah we're for forever like an expansion but we always have to go go in that spiral movement that you Mm -hmm. you referred to yeah trusting it's so much about the feminine because it's it's been um shamed it's been feared you know so much of it is is about you know up to us to really do the work to to change all of this and 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 allow ourselves to envision like a a new way of being in society of being governed of being educating of being producing like what if we dreamed for a moment like what would be a society that would have more feminine processes? Mm-hmm. Yeah, when you, you, you say this, like what I can feel in my body is that identification we have to the ego and that the ego is, is kind of stuck in the belief that it has to figure it out by itself. So I'm a separated being and I have to figure it out for myself. And whenever we have to explore the feminine, we have to surrender. So it, it feels in my body like this movement backwards of like leaning into the arms of the universal mother that has our back and that's infinitely loving. But we have to trust that someone's going to be there to catch us. And that's scary. This surrendering part is kind of just like jumping in the void right so and who's gonna be there to catch me Mm. wow i'm I'm transported right now into this really odd space um 
uh, sometimes I think about how uh, we are consciousness who's taking on a body and, and is really identified to that body. And each body, there's different types of bodies. And some of the distinctions that I make is that some bodies are mammalians. Humans are mammals. And, and there are um, other sorts of beings, and some of them are reptilians. And so there are beings that are, the, they are birthed into the world through another being, mammalians, mammals, right? Mammals, like we, we are born in the stomach of somebody else. Reptilians, they're born in an egg. And um, I'm curious, how would a consciousness come to understand the feminine in either or of these bodies and would mm -hmm. is the human or any mammals have this incredible gift of being extra bonded to another being and extra gifted to knowing what the feminine is as opposed mm -hmm. to other creatures mm -hmm. it's a good question to which I don't have answer, but that's definitely a nice opening. And yeah, yeah, interesting to just keep it open for everyone yeah. to answer it. I, I personally, I feel like I just want to say that sometimes being a mammal is scary for me. You know, um, I grew up in a childhood that was no, not much of a parent either or, you know, and, and so that sense of codependency that it, an infant has, um, I find uh, fascinating and and so it's really not having an outer container to show me how to be a good mother, how to be a good feminine. I didn't have much of a feminine other than the universe itself, um, you know, got me really curious into how to recreate that feminine within me, how, mm -hmm. you know, like not having all of the extra distractions of the world that comes with a functional family that you, you got to go to piano, you got to go to soccer, you got to do this, you got to get good grades. Gotta... I didn't have that kind of societal stimulation. I was really connected in my inner world and um, developed my own sense of relationship to the feminine. And as I grow into an adult is like growing that sense of relationship to the feminine with other humans. Growing through the safety of being in a feminine relationship with other humans. And so what excited me right now about that whole thing that I said with mammals and reptilians is that I just found so much beauty in that. To realize that the human is a bridge. Even though that sense of unity and femininity can be so scary because it is so sensitive, because it is so pure because it is so connected to our, to soul in a deep vibrational level, um, uh, it is also a gift. It is a gift of, of knowing what is connectedness, what it mm -hmm. is to be loved on a deep level, what it is to be a separate yet connected being. Um, mm -hmm. and yeah, make, like, to make it conscious. Mm. Mm -hmm. thanks for sharing and yeah as you 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 were sharing a little tiny bit of your story um I had this flash of like and we we talked about it a little bit in the beginning that we're going through collective collective processes that um take different form in our personal stories and that makes total sense that you in your human experience you you had this taste of separation because the collective feminine is wounded so it was your individual experience of the collective wounded feminine and through that experience you can make it conscious and integrate it and and then make conscious choices mm -hmm. so true like i've often felt this these gifts in all of my difficult childhood because the metaphors were just so strong like mm -hmm. mother mm -hmm. is sick father is absent but good willing <laughs> you know 
and 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 I have to find my own strength within. And mother is sick, Gaia, you know, and father is non-existent, and that's just supporting the 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 you know the 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 male mental energy dominating producing is 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 good willing. Nobody's truly really saying I'm gonna be evil and produce things until there's no more self sustainability on the planet. Like we're all good willing. We're just not fully present to the needs of the feminine of of and so of the Gaia, this beautiful planet of which we are an expression of. We, you know, we are a spirit who's taken a little bit of Gaia mud and DNA and, and we're like walking around in these human puppets. Um, but we, these puppets are the earth itself. It's, mm-hmm. you know, that mm-hmm. we put the magic of spirit, sprinkle, sprinkle. And, and we're, you know, moving around this mud, mm-hmm. <laughs> organizing it with our blueprint DNA. Um, Ah, sorry, I went on a tangent. I had so much fun. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, we're kind of distressing a little bit, but that's fine. So much inspiration there. That's a good sign. It's a good sign. Um, well, it feels like it would be a good time to to see if there's anything left that we want to share about this and, and how can we empower people to be more hmm we already shared a little bit of tools I don't know if there's more um, practices that we use in our own life that could be useful for our audience I have a couple in mind that I'd like to share one that is like very easy to approach um, which is journaling you know sometimes people have no clue how to be Begin to give themselves more spaces for internal processes and mm-hmm. and and journaling can be a really easy one so maybe you're already doing it and that's great but but you know if you ever feel like there's just emotional confusion grab a pen and paper or an audio recorder or a video recorder and just take the time to let it out and and to organize it in a way that makes sense that can really help and another one that's another tool that i want to suggest um that's more second level or higher level of of engagement and intensity is a ritual doing rituals i find taking the time to set a space and time with a very clear intention and and creating a container psycho spiritually um, creating a space for a deeper inquiry and so uh, there's different ways to create rituals and you can research it online or uh, come and talk to us if you want but to do a little something that allows the language of the soul to show up, which is more symbolic. So you can mm-hmm. write things on the paper and burn it. You can draw them and transform the drawing. You can dance. You can. There's so many different things that can be a ritual. Some of them are more uh, intense, and some of them can be very simple. So, yeah, I, w- I wanted to share these two little tools. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely the ritual part. Um, allow us to reconnect with the secret which um, like we lost a lot in our modern society Um, and the feminine is about connection so reconnect with something bigger and greater than us really allow us to connect with the feminine I would also add like anything that feels like self-care like anything that feels like soft like nourishing it can be cooking a healthy delicious meal for yourself it can be taking a bath it can be meditation um so and as we said like allow yourself to be still and do nothing and that's perfectly fine you have no words to prove you are intrinsically wordy so just like allow yourself to float and feel that wordiness and feel that infinite love and feel the universal mother is is delicious yeah Yum, yum, yum. Mm-hmm. Even the difficult emotions end up becoming so yummy because they're they're you and you're and you're spending time with yourself and you start to learn to love yourself even when it's not as happy, you know, even when it's hard or you're grieving. 
you're spending time with you. How awesome. You're like the most valuable person. You're like the most beautiful person in your life that you know. Like you're the closest access to the most intimate relationship with the entire universe. And God is through you. Spending time with you is like such a blessing. Mm. 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 Oh, I love you guys. I love mm. you, Luke. Yeah. And I would add that we both allowed ourselves to explore their, those deep, uh, dark places in ourselves and that we, we both developed that ease in going there and that both her practices are about holding space for people and that if you go through difficult emotional intense feeling moment or you know that there's something to explore but you feel like some some someone holding your hand through the process we're very available to to hold space for you mm-hmm. it's uh uh one of our my, one of my favorite things to be used as a mm -hmm. loving witnessing space for you to have haha -ha moments for people to <gasps> expand and, and release that's this is just some of the most intimate moments one can experience you know witnessing somebody mm -hmm. deepen so mm. we got lots of tools and love Mm -hmm. Okay, so I'm feeling grateful for that deep, meaningful conversation with you, Elijah. Grateful for everyone who's going to listen to it and find wisdom into it and sharing their time with us. Yeah, and I just keep having a thought for Gaia, for the Earth. I, I really mm -hmm. feel her presence right now. Like, mm -hmm. yay, let's connect together. Like, I feel like Gaia's just on the call saying, don't forget to talk to call me, guys. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, I, she's so available and loving. And each time that we heal ourselves, we heal the collective. And Gaia is pretty much a space holder for this collective energy that's being transformed right now and she is also transforming as as a soul and like super being so definitely mm. Mm. yum 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 <laughs> talk to you oh. soon hey wasn't that interesting what did you think we certainly hope that something opened up for you and that you know and love yourself even more we surely want to witness your insights and transformation, so please share with us what you got out of it. You'll find our social media links in the description. Stay tuned for the next alchemical conversation. Take care, beautiful star being. <laughs>